the producer is um, a little more than a teacher. It's like I say to you, you know, I have groups like I teach uh, and I produce artists. Join Jelena's Ballet Dance Evolution for their 10-year anniversary performance featuring the best of BDE, classic choreography, epic music and the stars that tell the stories of Immortal Desires, Dark Side of the Crown, Alice in Wonderland and Phantasm. See the show in Los Angeles on August 24 or audition for the cast by June 19th. More information at BalletDanceEvolution.com Welcome to Ballet Dance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Ballet Dance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! This episode is brought to you by My Inner Dance, a lifestyle and fashion brand inspired by Ballet Dance. You can find the all great selection of different items at the, the website myinnerdancer.com. Hello everyone, how are you? Welcome to Ballet Dance Live podcast and new show. We today have a stormy, rainy day in Toronto. I would say almost tropical rain, except that in Toronto is only 7 degrees right now. So we are very far from being a tropical country. <laughs> Anyway, I hope your day is uh, much sunnier and warmer than what we have now. But regardless of weather, because no weather and no rain can spoil the excitement that I have right now. I literally need a sip of water and calm down because I'm that excited to share two great news uh, with you and one is obviously about our today's podcast guest but before I dive into that topic I want to share something else. I have been holding on this news for such a long time that I can't believe it's finally happening that I'm finally introducing this new project. Guys, do you like listening to the podcast? Do you like learning from our amazing guests? I bet you're right now answering yes in your head. At least I hope so. Don't you? Well, now, would you like also to dance and train with them? Well, we are making it possible. <laughs> I'm so happy to introduce our first Ballet Dance Live podcast Instagram challenge. Yes! <laughs> Starting on May 20th, five teachers will help you to boost your dance training and take it to the next level. More information is coming soon. I will leave for now a little intrigue here. But the challenge, as I mentioned, will start on May 20th and it will be the mainly hosted on Instagram. So if you want to be the first one to discover about all details, you can follow our hashtag on Instagram, which is Balladance Life Podcast. All one word as a hashtag usually is. And during the next few weeks, I will slowly start introducing one guest teacher after another but the team is just beyond incredible i couldn't believe i'm so 
honor that all those um, people, all of those guests, they agree to participate in this project and put even more time in supporting Bella Dance Live podcast. So I'm very grateful and super excited. And I'm absolutely sure once we hear those names, you'll be excited as well. And it's a great, amazing opportunity not only to listen and learn from them, but to add some physical element and uh, some training to the podcast. How cool is that? I'm super excited <laughs> about this. So stay tuned. Don't postpone listening uh, future episodes because I will be given more information, obviously, about uh, podcast and challenge. But now let's calm down a little bit and get to another uh, topic which is not less exciting. And this is about our today's guest, Camelia. This is a truly special guest and I wish she had more publicity out on the internet and social media about her because uh, many dancers may not know this legendary dancer, but uh, she had incredible career in Lebanon, in Arab Emirates and even in Egypt. In Egypt, in Cairo, she used to dance with uh, 45 musicians, singers and six dancers in a five-star hotel which at that time was almost uh, incredible to have a foreign dancer performing at uh, such high-level um, venues that were featuring other star dancers of that time, such as Lucy, Mona Said, Fifi, Dina, and Hendea. Camelia was also younger dancer in LBC TV, and uh, she was... Uh, developing her career in dance skills under the guidance of master teacher Caracalla. And she shared in this interview so many incredible and inspiring stories, both about just being sort of almost lucky and being in the right place at the right time, but also incredible stories on how much passion and dedication she has to this art form. And I was extremely inspired after uh, our talk uh, with her, and I'm sure you'll be too after listening to this interview, as well as she shared a lot of practical tips and shared uh, information about her author methodology about uh, teaching foreign dancers Arab musicality. And even we talked about the concept of Arabic musicality, what exactly it is, what's different, and how to break down and how to interpret songs in a really nice and traditional and interesting way, even despite we don't maybe quite understand that music sometimes, or we don't know the language, but how, as a foreign dancer, we still can manage to have that Arabic soul. There are so many spots and expressions and parts of the interview that I loved, and um, I even released it already once. <laughs> so I'm very positive that you'll enjoy it too. And uh, I also highly encourage to research a little bit more about our ballad dance history and about stars because not all people are that much highlighted on social media, but they did such an incredible input in uh, development and popularization of this art form, both in Middle East and outside of the Middle East. And uh, Camilla is one of those rare examples that uh, uh, performer who had incredible career herself, she's now so willing and so open to share her knowledge with other dancers and just uh, skipping <laughs> and giving a little hint, she actually not only teaches ballet dance now, but she actually works as a ballet dance producer. Have you met many people working in this industry as a producers? 
Mm, I haven't met many. That's why this interview was so special and inspiring for me. So, without any further delay, I will let you dive into incredible and super inspiring conversation with Camelia. Hello, Camelia. Welcome to our uh, podcast. It's so nice to have you and have opportunity to learn from your experience. So I can't wait to to start our conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, my dear. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so just to put it in some sort of uh, frame and understand uh, how everything happened as well as to help people who are just in the beginning of their belly dance journey to relate to it. Can you tell us uh, how did everything started? How did you got involved in belly dance in general, being uh, living in Brazil back then? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Don't remind me. It was a very long time ago. For me, it was like yesterday. So uh, I always say to people that um, for me, Oriental dance, we never get involved. You know, I believe that we born to to you know, a belly dancer or Oriental dancer. You know, uh, for me, I I always dream of Arabic dance. It was very natural. Uh, I was very attracted to to the culture and uh, my curiosity, she put me on the right track. So I was uh, just six years old and I was just researching and uh, looking for the neighbor. He was Syrian and just asking, oh, what is this music? Please, can you share with me? I love this music, you know? And my mom was like, what are you doing, you know? So it was very natural. So some things you you need to born to you know so i believe like that my life was uh, uh just uh, going through the arabic countries you know mm. well six years old is so young how did you uh get uh, this interest specifically in belly dance was it also from your neighbor or was it somewhere else that you first saw like why why specifically belly dance for six years old <laughs> girl <laughs> well you know it was not uh, uh, exactly a belly dance but the music attracted me and uh, in that time we believe uh, in the you know, Aladdin and all these stories of, uh, you know, 1001 Night and all these cartoons that we see in the television and the princes and all these. So uh, in Brazil, we always we have a big community of Arabic people. So I was very young and uh, always attracted to to the Arabic uh, history and uh, all these dreams, of course, I was very young. I didn't know about belly belly dancer, you know. Uh, and we have uh, one specific movie. Of course, is not from your time. It's called uh, Genie. Genie the Genius, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I used to watch this and I like very much. But dance was very much uh, all my life. So my mom said that uh, I born dancing. But uh, from the school, from very early uh, age, I was, uh, can you imagine, uh, six years old, I was, I did my first choreography. <laughs> so my mom, she keep it um, a paper. I draw like small dolls, you know, and mm -hmm. I have a group in the school 
and so they have the arms open and then the arms up and the leg from the right and the re- leg from the left you know so uh, was just like that i didn't know belly dance was uh, going to be so strong in my life but dance definitely from the beginning you know i see yeah was just like that you know dance all the time my mind all the time and uh, how did uh, uh, you keep uh, learning and exploring uh, ballet dance? Because I know you were very active during very young ages, like you just mentioned, uh, staging choreography and were involved in school in many projects. But how did yes. you keep, as a as a kid, as a young uh, kid and teenager, how did you keep exploring ballet dance? Was it always just from Arabic community or did you take any specific classes from anyone? Yes, yes, I will tell you how it was. Um, From uh, when I was like 12 years old, uh, in my school, we have like a jazz uh, group and uh, they have a show uh, we call the nation shows so we have uh, shows from everywhere you know so from many countries and uh, in this in this day we I, we went to the the school group for jazz and i just saw three girls dancing you know they were of course older than me uh, these three girls they represent egypt and I saw these girls and I was, you know, I, I was hypnotized and me and my colleague, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do this. Look at this, you know. And I went to this uh, place. They have small uh, places, you know, they sell food and um, uh, some uh, clothes and uh, they have the dance from each country. And I went to this place and there was the Egyptian uh, uh, Association in Brazil. Uh, and I went to them and I say, please, please, I want to learn. I want to stay and I want to learn. And uh, they give me the card. So my father took me uh, like a month later. And I, w- I went to this Egyptian asso- association and I stay with them. Of course, they only do folkloric uh, dances, you know, like Saidi, Falahi and uh, all these. And uh, with 15 years old, I was in Egypt already with them, you know. Oh, uh, so your father took you to Egypt. This was not an association based in Brazil. It was a association. Yes. Basically, they took you to Egypt. Wow. No, no, no. They they are association here in Brazil. Uh, they represent is a Brazilian Egyptian association in Brazil. Um, and that time they do clothes. They, they have food. Ah, they have uh-huh. some... Uh, you know, they sell some items from Egypt, you know. It was the Egyptian association here in Brazil. So at 15 years old, they had, uh, I have 15 years old, they have one trip to Egypt. And uh, my father say, you know, at 15 years old, the girl always, they do parties here in Brazil, big parties. And I say to my father, no, I don't want, I want to go to Egypt. I want to go and see, you know, and it was the first time I see Nagua Fuad live. Mm. I was 15 years old and uh, and I danced and uh, and there was you know just I was so innocent but it was just a dream you know it was um, fantastic I have all this uh, posted uh, recently in my Instagram it's so new but 
uh, I'm putting a small mm. uh, pictures there and everything. So, like I said, that was very premature and uh, uh, everything, it happened so natural, you know. I was in the right place in the right moment. Uh, these people helped me a lot. And there is another Brazilian, very famous dancer uh, in Egypt. Uh, she also started with the same people uh, here in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of us, we come from the same route, you know, with the same people. They were, they, in that time, they, they were the only people uh, working with folkloric dance. We have uh, in whole Sao Paulo, you know, Sao Paulo is huge. We have like seven belly dancers. Mm. only you know so was not very popular so we have to go through videos you know uh, to study and uh, they teach us what they know but mostly it was by videos you know we just copy we were like uh, putting the video and copying the steps you know Well, quite a huge contrast with uh, with uh, what's happening today in Sao Paulo and how many belly dancers are there. <laughs> But yes. you're probably one of those yes. who inspired many girls to pursue <laughs> this this journey. Yes, today you guys are so... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that today, of course, you have uh, a huge uh, facility to study. But uh, also, uh, I see so many things... Uh, Sorry to say, but uh, misunderstanding and, uh, of course, I I never get involved, but uh, sometimes I just look and I say, oh, my God, this is not good. This is, uh, you know, uh, will not help a lot or uh, misinformation, you know, and uh, I feel so sad. At least in my time, we didn't have any information, so this is, it was what saved me. Because when I arrived to Lebanon to study, we used to study eight hours a day and uh, I didn't speak Arabic and they speak with me in Arabic and I have to be there like, uh, I don't know what they are talking about and I have to study music first and I will tell you how it was. And uh, this is what saved me, you know, because I have no idea of nothing i was just you know clean and today with the you know misconception of understanding and information this will not help too much you know Mm, that's interesting interesting point uh uh yeah can you tell please a little bit about uh your first years and your first trips to Lebanon? You just mentioned that you went uh, there a lot to study, but I also know that you you have a very successful career built first in Lebanon. So, how was the transition to go study there as well as uh, your first steps as a professional p- ballet dance performer there? <laughs> yes, yes. Um in Lebanon was um Again, uh, like I said, by God or by, you know, the word or I don't know how to say I was again in the right place in the right time. They have an audition for a new show. A friend of mine say, hey, Pachi, in that time I was Patricia. My real name is Patricia. And uh, he say, Pachi, why don't you come to do the audition for um, uh, a show in Lebanon? 
And I say, yeah, why not? I'm coming, you know, very naive and very kind of stupid, you know, I just say, okay, I go. And I just pack, I have just a few dresses, you know, few makeup, just pack myself and went. And when I arrive, I saw that place. Oh my God, my legs was just shaking. And I'm like, oh my God, what I'm doing here? Let me go, let me go. You know, I was so afraid. And my friend was like, now you stay, you arrive, you are here. What you have to lose? At, you know, if you they say no, you just go back. That's it. And I saw these people and uh, they say, okay, you just go to stage and perform naturally. And uh, there is like 14 people sitting to watch. You know, alhamdulillah, thanks God I didn't know who was these people sitting there. Because if I knew, if I have any idea, of course, this will put me right away back in my plane. And uh, I just went to stage and I dance. And they say, okay, you stay. It was like 20 girls, you know. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh my God, they say to me, stay. Okay, then I stayed. And uh, uh, okay, then like eight girls left. I stayed and I stayed and I stayed. And then, you know, in the end, I win. And then finally they told me, okay, these uh, are your teachers and you're going to perform. The show will be like one hour and a half and you have to learn how to sing and how to act and how to dance. And you're going to dance all the folkloric and you're going to talk in Arabic and you go, you know, the show was like one hour and a half and I was like, Oh my God, I'm not able to do this, you know. I'm just like very new. They say they're going to help you in everything. So uh, this was a gift, you know, from the universe, from God, from everything. So Caracalla was one of the the judges, you know, of this place. This place called Boulevard de la Cité is exactly a copy of Lido of France. And... Um, I was performing there for five years and uh, I study with them. I own my life to them, you know, all the teachers, uh, Sami Huri, Paul Asal, uh, Sami uh, Zghir, all, all the teachers, you know, Master Karakala, all of them, George Chibara, all of them, they teach me everything. And I stay there for five years. I work in LBC television. I dance, um, I was at that time the youngest dancer in, in Lebanon. And beside me, of course, all Lebanese dancers. And um, they helped me a lot, a lot. Amani too, she helped me a lot. She gave me clothes, she she teach me, she came and say, Pachi, don't do this, do that. This is not good, this is so good. So um, in that time, I think the belly dancers, they help each other much more than today. This is something that I want uh, so much to to have back, to have this union, you know, with people, at least with the small uh, people that I know and with my, uh, uh, the belly dancers that I produce today and uh, I teach today, we are like that, but I want to increase this and inshallah, Yarab, I hope so. One day I have a huge 
you know, group of girls that we are united and we can help each other and exchange uh, uh, that much, you know, because people help me a lot and I won't uh, do the same, you know. We are nothing alone, you know. We just need people to be together and catch our hands, you know. This is such an inspiring story, both about dreams uh, coming true, then you just uh, follow follow your instincts and uh, don't overthink things and just go uh, go for it, as well as about this uh, supportive element. Actually, even before you start uh, more exploring about this topic, you just was mentioning like, oh, this dancer was helping you with movements, this dancer was giving you costumes. I was thinking in my mind, oh my God, it's so striking different from most cases that we see today, unfortunately. Not to say only bad things, because there are a lot of supportive ballet dancers, and in general, the community is very nice and supportive, but it's different, I feel it's different from what it was happening back back in those times. Like Yes, I think in today, for example, I will mention something that maybe so many people uh, will like, and so many people will not like, but I will mention something that sometimes I do workshop uh, you know, uh, in America or here in Brazil or in Europe. And I mentioned, for example, Suherzaki, she's my godmother, you know, she used to come in Egypt to watch my show. And first time I saw her, I couldn't dance. I was crying all the time, you know, because I saw Suherzaki and I said, oh my God, you know. And I sometimes I talk to girls and I say, listen, we have to see the spirit of Suherzaki because what they taught me, my teachers, they always say, Pachi, we want to teach your soul, not your body. You have to have the, the soul of the Arabic dancer. We don't want to see your body moving. We know you can do it. Today, for example, I, I, never, I never see best dancers in my life today you guys you russian girls ukrainian girls american girls all the new generation you are fantastic you are something amazing beautiful dancer wonderful but when arabic teachers they see they say they they need to teach their soul the the you know uh, the Arabic spirit. So I told something like this, you know, you have to, you know, uh, watch Suherzaki and these girls were, was like, who is Suherzaki? Oh. And I was like, oh my God, do you know Suherzaki? And she's like, no. And then I show something and she's like, oh, I don't like her. I don't like, she's, she's bad. She's, yeah. And I'm like, oh, Oops, you know, so I think that um, uh, in my time, what uh, I see from foreigner belly dancers, we have a lot of, uh, first of all, um, uh, respect. And then uh, we go, we follow them to learn from them, you know, we go after them to learn. And I see today professional many professional ballet dancers that they don't study anymore. And I ask them, they say, hey, baby, with who you are studying today? Oh, no, I don't study anymore. 
I'm like, oh my God, I am so old and I'm studying until now. You know, I was in Lebanon now for eight months and I was studying with Sami Hori for every day and he was screaming at me like, oh my God, you, you didn't learn this until now, you know? Like, we have, yeah, we have to continue because if not, we are like a machine. We have, especially because we, we are foreigners. We have, we have to learn from them every day. And even if we study every day, we have something new to learn. You know, imagine in an Arabic country, um, you go to a folk folkloric dance. It's not by region, it's by neighborhood. If you go to Dubai, for example, you know, one of my speciality is Haliji dance. You go to a neighborhood to learn a speciality, the dance of a neighborhood. Can you imagine this? Wow. So you have to study mostly all, all your life and you never will stop. So I think the difference from today and back in our days is that when we see a famous uh, belly dancer, we just bother them a lot, you know. Lucy, she cannot see me because when she sees, she oh, no, Camilla is coming. Because I don't, I'm like, do you know this? When I do this movement, why this is not coming like this and this is that? And then I should like, oh, please leave me alone, you know, because I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I'm bothering her, you know, all the time. I go to the show, I, I go, I watch her, I want to see more, and I'm asking her, and I'm I'm like that, you know? And I'm not offended if she tells me this is bad. I'm so happy. Yeah, I think we are sort of missing the culture of um, objective criticism, and both ways. Uh, first, not asking for it because we don't have in general much trust uh, that um, other dancers will really like help genuinely help and and say something not wishing to to put you down but literally to help and point on some things uh, and uh, probably because we see so much on internet and so many great dancers that even a little criticism in your side it feels uh, it feels too much contrast <laughs> with that perfectionism that we often see visually on internet uh -huh. uh, so yeah but this is something that uh, is definitely missing this uh feeling of yeah. uh, supporting and growing together instead of competing with each other Yes, yes. But I want to just mention one thing. Uh, my teachers, they always say something for me. You know, I, I took uh, many, many years, you know, more than 15 years to start teach. You know, I had already 10 years dancing and then 15 years to start teaching because I am certified Arabic teacher. Um, today, I know that... Um, I'm not criticizing, but I know that there is so many Arabic teachers, they are not uh, certified in the Arabic countries because, um, of course, we cannot oblige all teachers to be uh, certified. But what uh, I think is that sometimes what I see, a good dancer is not necessarily 
a good teacher, okay? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think a good dancer, she cannot help you because she doesn't know how to help you. Uh, I took so many time to understand that every person have a different uh, uh, necessity and uh, how I can study this person. So I need to understand her mind first with the NPL, you know, Neuro Linguistic uh, Program. So I have to understand her mind, why she's like that. And then I go to her body. And first of all, in the Arabic countries, before we train your body, I have to train your musicality because we are not Arabic. We don't have naturally the Arabic music in our brain, in our uh, audition. We don't listen the Arabic music like them. So we are missing notes. We are mu missing music and S and so many things, okay? Until today, I'm learning music because I know I need that, okay? So, first of all, when you go there to learn, and this is what I do, I teach Arabic musicality for a dancer, so when she understands the physiology of the music, she can apply the steps on her body. Without that, she can dance wonderful, but she will not match the steps with the music. So sometimes is a wonderful teacher, but she cannot help you. That's why she's not uh, giving you advice or she cannot uh, give you an opinion. She's not understanding. Because when you sit with a person and you say, can you listen to this? She's like, oh my God, I didn't listen to that. I say, I know. Because this happened to me. I am a foreigner like you, like so many girls. So I know what people are going through, you know? And so many Arabic teachers, they tell me, they say, okay, you can help better because you are a foreigner. But now you have an Arabic uh, uh, ear, you know, you can hear better because you study music. So this is the point. It's so simple. You study music and then go to the body, you know. What are the main uh, principles of Arabic musicality? I know we won't be able to cover the whole uh, methodology that you developed to teach uh, foreign dancers. Uh, this very uh, difficult and uh, complicated uh, topic, uh, subject. But uh, what uh, if just to highlight a couple or some main principles or maybe some common mistakes that you see dancers, foreign dancers uh, do in terms of uh, musicality? Well, in terms of musicality, the first thing what I, I have to say is that the belly dancers, they want to study uh, nays, for example. Uh, so many dancers, they, I, I say here in Brazil, because now I am here, so I will mention here my students, because I know they will not be offended. So they go and I, they are like, oh, okay, this is written Masmood, and this is written, uh, um, I don't know, Baladi, and this is that. So I say, okay, so let's do it. So I put the music and I say, so put this and in, in that specific music. So they are looking at me. 
So what I said all the time is that forget names and forget all of that. You have to understand and separate. That's very simple. Okay. Before you, of course, you can learn music, notes and names and everything. Of course, I'm not, uh, you know, just saying, oh, you don't have to learn this. No, I'm not saying that. But for you, what is most important is to take the music and separate in your brain. First, you separate rhythm. Okay? You study all the rhythm first. And then you study all the music. And then you study all the S. You understand what is the S? Mm-hmm. In between, okay. like, poses. But let's clarify for, for someone who doesn't know. <laughs> Yes, the S is, uh, let's say, um, an, an effect, okay? Uh, let's say Badwan is big. Pum. This is Pum is an S, okay? Is uh, There is like a space, okay? There is like an empty space. We call this space also we call S, okay? So it's empty space and then boom, there is an S, okay? So I separate the S, the rhythm and the music. So first you study, you can choose the music and then you study the rhythm and then you study the S. The other thing I always tell the girls is like that. When you listen to music and you get to a point that you say, oh my God, I cannot listen to this music anymore. That's when you're ready to dance. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's when you're ready to dance. Because before that, the music is not in your brain. Don't listen that music and driving, uh, making your food, talking on the phone. It doesn't work. Your brain will not absorb. You have to listen to your music as if you are meditating. For me, when I choreograph or when my my students or when I, I'm uh, choreographing or somebody is studying something, I say, okay, just go to your room, close your door, no phones, nothing, just concentrate in the music. You have to have concentration. You have to have your, your headphones, okay? Mm-hmm. And study the music, be you and the music you and the music if there is a word leave for the end okay if you there is interpretation okay if there is interpretation you leave for the end so you have yeah you have to go step by step you don't have to study the music the whole thing okay i married with the maestro arabic maestro so what i'm telling you is something very technical it doesn't seem technical, but it is very technical. Okay? So, music, rhythm, S, and then in the end, please, uh, Habibi, translate the music for me. Someone translate the music. You don't have to, to be, we are not Arabic. You don't have to be there singing and trying to fake, but you have to feel from your heart the words. So you feel in your heart when they say something like, oh, okay, you are my moon, you are my love, you are, you have to just close your eyes, think about something really that you love from your heart. 
let the people who's watching you feel that you know you have to get the emotion from the people who's watching you because people you know they are very clever they know if you are faking or not mm, so true and it's sometimes so obvious like this uh, fake uh, lip syncing that uh, sometimes dancers they learn yes. the lyrics but even as non-arabic speaker you kind of hear the words and see how their lips uh, move and like uh, it doesn't really match and it, it just exactly. takes away exactly one time Wasorazaki told me like this it was a year 2000 she came and she watched me live and she told me Camilla come and then I say oh my god and she's like why are you singing so much we all know that you know how to speak Arabic and you you know how to sing Arabic. Finish, we know. You don't have to sing so much because I was singing Omukalzum the whole thing, you know? And my lips were open like ah, I was singing in the stage like crazy. And she said, Stop, you don't have to do that. Because I was so emotional and uh, you know, so this is small tips. I, I I always I try to do that. Also uh, I learn um, a face, exp face expression in Lebanon. You have to learn all of that. You know, the preparation of an artist is start from the mind and the body, everything. So the music you have to separate, you have to study that music so well, and then you have someone who really, really understand what he's doing to prepare you from your lips, you know, from your uh, clothes, sorry, from your clothes, everything, from your dance, from your uh, stage entrance, from your audience, how you prepare yourself for audience, everything, you know, that's what they did to me. And that's what I do for people today. You see? You also mentioned that except of teaching, uh, you kind of use term, uh, you produce dancers. Uh, what yes. did you mean? Is it something beyond just teaching? Or did you just use the term to, to, to mean that you're just mentoring and, and teaching some other dancers? Yes, the producer is um, a little more than a teacher. It's like I say to you, you know, I have groups like I teach. Uh, and I produce artists. For example, I have uh, in America, I have uh, here, even in Lebanon, I have few um, artists that I produce from A to Z. So even, you know, uh, the look, I look at the look and we talk about everything, uh, about the stage, uh, the goals, for example, uh, if she wants to come to dance in Dubai, for example, so we talk about what is her goal. If she wants to go to Cairo, so we talk about the experience. If she wants to go to Lebanon, if she wants to make a stage show, a big group, if she have a school, if she wants to become a teacher, is a different, uh, you know, prospect. So from each one, uh, I study whatever they want. You know, and I produce for them. Uh, but uh, the main thing they they call me is for shows. So I produce the shows. You know, uh, 
for example, for groups and for the the dancer, you know, when she goes for festivals. Um, now there is one going for a New York uh, festival, like things like that, you know, when they compete, I... I teach, I produce the whole music, I choreograph, the clothes, the, everything. Hmm. But this is so, so different why it caught my attention, because it's not many uh, prof- ballet dance professionals in this field who are doing a producing uh tasks usually just like the teachers and helping with some advice but uh, uh, in most cases girls who dream about ballet dance career they are left sort of on their own that's why it it feels so unusual what you are doing you're taking other part of um, uh, of this uh, industry and helping uh, helping uh, other dancers which is uh, surprising and and nicely surprising that someone is actually doing it (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I I love is uh, is a part uh, very very big on my heart. You know, it's like I continued. I do this with uh, a lot of love. I think love is the biggest power of life, and uh, this is what I do. I want to see all these people, all these girls. You know, I have girls and boys. So uh, in general, I I always. Uh, uh, want to see them you know shining and achieving the their goals you know and whatever they want so it's a part of me you know is a is a I don't know how to say but is a I put everything like I say to you I'm so blessed and uh, so many people did so much good things for me I dance for so many special people like uh, you know, today, like, I I look back, it's unbelievable. I dance for Omar Sharif. I dance for so many stars of TV. I, I'm a friend uh, with so many uh, sheikhs in Dubai and so many, uh, you know, so many important people. So I'm so blessed that I want to retribute, you know, I want to give to people mm-hmm. uh, everything back you know mm. so i do this with all my heart and all what they did to me is not enough you know if i do to people is not enough mm. sorry that is my my dog is barking i'm sorry <laughs> no worries just a little atmosphere <laughs> sound to bring you yes, to our so to your to your house uh, there are so many questions and topic I would love to to dig more and ask you more. But uh, one of the um, things that I'd like to stop also and quickly touch base: How did it happen that uh, Patricia became uh, Camellia? <laughs> What's the, the story of your uh, stage name? And is it important for dancers uh, today, uh, or maybe back then? Was it really important to have a stage name? Uh, or it was how how did it happen for you for instance yes uh, I start my my career as uh, Patricia Uh, it's my name so I was very happy to dance uh, with my name I have this outdoors and all publicity with Patricia but uh, when um, in Lebanon they decide uh, for me to to go to Cairo you know Cairo is Hollywood for 
Arabic artists in that time was very special because uh, I was the first Brazilian to dance in Cairo. And uh, in that time for the five stars hotels, there is no uh, foreigners, you know. So it was uh, like uh, something unbelievable that uh, I achieved because in that time I was already speaking Arabic. So Caracalla, uh, he came to me and he said, look, it will be very difficult because there is no P in the uh, Arabic uh, vocabulary. Mm. You will be Batris, you know, B. So we have to change your name. And I was like, oh, please. And he's like, no, no, no I will think about. And then he came and he said, you will be Camilia. And of course, coming from Caracalla and from my producer in that time, uh, Sheikh Antoine El Hazem uh, was uh, a bless. And of course, and I say, oh, thank you, Master. And uh, and that's it. It was uh, Camilia, you know, uh, it was in uh, 1996, I became Camilia. And uh, after that, uh, I had two CDs, uh, music uh, CDs, my own uh, music um, produced by Music Box International uh, with Camellia CDs and everything was uh, by Camellia. So some for some people, I was Camellia. For some people, Camellia was a big, uh, uh, you know, for some people, are you Camellia or Camellia? Mm -hmm. So in, in Arabic, is Camellia. Okay, mm -hmm. but some people write Camellia. And then later on, in the year 2000, when I, de I decide to stop performing, uh, uh, it was like 2001 uh, when I left Cairo. Uh, you know, uh, it was a new... Uh, Camellia came right away, you know, and mm. so the confusion was uh, very big. Some people used to go there to see me, and uh, in that time was no Camellia, and uh, it was an, a new Camellia. So we have to go and uh, ask her formally, you know, with the lawyers and everything, and then she became um, Camellia of Cairo. She changed her name of Camellia of Cairo to to make the, the difference, you know. Um, but of course, um, uh, people know uh, there is Camellia, Brazilian and... Yeah, there are so many confusions uh, like with and uh, sort of uh, the whole movement with these stage names, especially now it's so of, um, almost like a fashion of being of something of Cairo, something of, I don't know, Lebanon or something of... Yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I am. I am just me of, you know, I am just Camellia of Camellia. No. Yeah, I am from everywhere, you know, from dance. Camellia of dance. <laughs> That's, That's nice. <laughs> yes. um, and I know that also, except of producing dancers, you're also producing events. <laughs> yeah. And one yes, of them is yes. also coming up soon uh, during the summer in uh, Abu Dhabi. Actually, I was surprised because I noticed that only last few years um, there are more and more dance festivals in um, countries that are typically were not uh, that um, 
popular for ballet dance festivals. Like, I mean, probably there was more many dance events as well, but more and more coming up ballet dance events in uh, Arab Emirates, in uh, Morocco. I'm surprised to see the number of uh, festivals that I don't remember at least seeing them uh, advertised so much, even like two, three years ago. Not to say that they didn't exist, but I'm just saying like it feels like more and more coming. And one of the events coming up in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> um, yes. So yes, can you yes. tell a little bit more what's this special uh, about uh, events and different from other festivals all around the world? <laughs> yes, yes, with my pleasure. This would be, you know, first of all, I have to, to thank you, uh, of course, uh, for that uh, question and the most responsible person is my sweetheart uh, she's the responsible actual actually for everything you know she's the one helping me to be in the media because uh, you know I didn't have Instagram since like two months three months ago I didn't even have an account on Instagram and she's like please you have to be there you know and I'm like oh I don't I just want to dance and produce and choreograph and she's like you have to be there the responsible for everything is Liz Leila in America she is the most wonderful person in the world you know and uh, she's organizing everything she's the head of Ishtar and um, I just give her the idea the idea of Ishtar is not uh, really a festival is a congress and uh, our goal of course we are the first year is very difficult to to make people understand and i thank you for this opportunity um, our goal is to unite belly dancers like i told you in the beginning is to go back years like 20 years ago in my time and unite people unite power and uh, exchange you know knowledge and exchange uh love people say oh you are a dreamer but i i would never stop dreaming and if i stop like you know 30 years ago i will not be here talking to you today you know i will not give up so easter the idea of easter is like that People are coming, so many people around the world and say, oh, we're going to festival, it's so much fun. We love the festival. We learn the choreography. We pay a lot of money, but we don't learn. There is no change on the career of the girls. That's what people are giving us a feedback. I have so many emails, so many phone calls, and even here in Brazil, people say, oh, we pay a lot of money for festivals, but we never learn something. So our goal is, first of all, to make a change career for people. So Easter is going to teach. We, we're going to have roundtables, you know, to discuss for people what they need from Congresses, what they need uh, as to give them, you know, not only, um, uh, you know, classes, but we want to give them more. We want to teach them technical classes. We want to give them choreography, of course, but we want to give them plus. We want them to go home happy 
and feel that everybody is a princess, everybody have, you know, uh, their place, everybody will dance. Easter make every night star nights, so everybody will dance, will not make excuse like, okay, there is like three big stars and three princes and 100 students. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. We want to make 150 princes. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to make. If we're going to give one tag to one, we want to give 150 tag to everyone. We want everybody to have the same thing. We want everybody to dance. We want everybody to, you know, to learn and to have the access uh, to Sami Huri, my teacher, my wonderful teacher, to Lucy, one of the best teachers in the world. I will be there, of course, uh, giving my my methodology. Uh, Liz Leila will be there. Uh, you know, so much wonderful people will be there. Uh, Oksana will be there. Julia Farid will be there. Uh, Tarek from Brazil, Mahaila. So many, so many wonderful, sorry if I forget names uh, of people. I'm not very good with names, but so many wonderful artists, you know, we are trying and everybody's a partner. We're not, uh, you know, it's for, for everybody. Ishtar is from everybody. It's not mine. It's not, it's for everybody. So everybody can do whatever they want there, you know. Uh, you also mentioned that there may be some opportunities that may change dancers' careers that uh, is not very often uh, presentable at other festivals. Um, is there any uh, anything else except of round tables that may uh, help dancers in their further development that will be available at your festival? Yes, we'll have uh, the same thing happen to me in Lebanon we'll have the three most uh, biggest um, agents from uh, Middle East. They will be in our Ishtar. They will be choosing uh, belly dancers to work and giving contracts. The same thing happened to me. They're going to give contracts to the girls to work in the Middle East. Lebanon, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Egypt. Um, they will be there, you know for audition every day. So uh, girls will have the opportunity either to work in the Middle East, who doesn't want to work, uh, they can make our um, uh, evaluation. We're going to do a special, a special dance evaluation. Uh, we're certified teachers, okay? What I mean about certified teachers, teacher who are certified um, like me, or Sami, you know, who study to, to be, uh, uh, you know, analyzing the dance, what she needs, oh, she needs to work more in her posture. She's very shy, so we need to work more in her expression. So, you know, we're going to analyze uh, every student. So we have a special, uh, a special things, you know. We, we want to help, you know as much as we can we want to help we want to do this and also you know talk to people hear the girls you know listen to the girls what they want what they need you know um we'll have um what uh, more uh, exposition from uh, 
dresser designers, you know, so girls can buy dresses. We're going to have uh, three special nights. One night I'm preparing a, a special Haliji night. So I'm getting um, people to draw henna for the girls in the hand. So every girl will be with Abaya. All the shows will be Haliji and the food will be Haliji. They will feel like they are really and the golf, they are there, but I mean, in the traditional night, you know. Mm. So I'm trying to do very special uh, things, you know. One night will be like uh, uh, oldies, you know. I'm trying to bring some some special things from the old dancers, you know, for the girls to experience uh, what it was like before. So... Hopefully, it will be very successful and people will be very happy. That sounds like a very, very uh, unique and interesting opportunity, not only to learn, but definitely to make some changes. Uh, and I, lo- I know a lot of dancers, they struggle with this question. Okay, like I want uh, I want to go to next level. I want to push how, how to get help. So I was really surprised to discover that you are actually one of the people who providing help in general and uh, for anyone who may be uh, shy or not have opportunity to contact you like this event can be a great opportunity to to have both learning experience and hopefully uh, possibly some changes in the life even <laughs> getting one of those yes. contracts who knows you, you never know uh, yeah it will be my my pleasure you know uh, this is uh, like i said it will be a big change for sure you know, opportunity is open for everybody. You just have to go out from your comfort zone and just go ahead and experience because uh, that's what we we want. And also we have uh, the um, of Abu Dhabi. He is going to be our event, you know. Uh, I want to make this more cultural. I want to show them how much the appreciation of foreigners to their culture you know i don't want to show them like for arabic people oh belly dancers oh you know i want to show no this is this is the the real oriental artist and this is the you know i'm so proud of our family you know what i mean mm. there was a little uh, like one second uh, sound disappeared uh, whom you writing of abu dhabi Oh, he's uh, the Minister of Culture. Oh, wow, that's that's great. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We have some uh, important people coming. Uh, Like I said, all these people, they were my friends because, you know, I was in in Abu Dhabi when uh, in Dubai and Emirates, all the Arabic countries, uh, when there is no, uh, you know, uh, Dubai was... uh, Nothing, you know, when I, we used to dance there. I used to travel, me and Amani, to dance there. There is nobody. There is like three hotels, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So the very important people today is our friend of the past. You know what I mean? Right. So we have this advantage that these people are all our brothers and uh, I want to introduce all these people to all our belly dance uh, friends and community, you know. And uh, I'm so proud of all these dancers today, you know. 
It makes me tears every day I see all the new dancers. I want to meet all these people, you know. So what are the uh, dates of the event? Because I'm sure all the dancers listening to uh, this now, like, I want to go, I want to go. When? When is coming? <laughs> so what are the dates of the event? <laughs> yes, it's the 3rd of um, August until the 8th of September. It's uh, one week. So we have uh, a lot of time to be together, you know. It's not a weekend. Uh, usually, uh, I know, uh, but this is, like I say, this is a congress. So it's a deep immersion. People are coming there to go to a next level. Who wants to become a teacher? Come there. Who wants to become a belly dancer? Come there. We help you. Who wants to become a professional belly dancer? We are there. Who wants to just, uh, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what is my style. Come, we help you. You know, we are, this is our goal. And uh, also exchange, because I know there is a lot of teachers coming. So they will see new belly dancers and they invite people and exchange and make new friends. That's what we want, you know. Mm. So August uh, 31st to September 8th, uh, people mark your calendars and um, hopefully we August, can... Yeah, August 3rd. August 30th, August 30th to September 8th. Uh, sounds like an amazing event and um, hopefully there will be a lot of participants who can get opportunities from what you are providing at that event. And as usual, I will put link, direct link to... Um, internet uh, page of the event in the show notes so for everyone who is listening who is interested to finding out more you can just go as usual to show notes uh, uh, click the link and go directly and see who are the organizers how to contact them for more information and uh, hopefully uh, pack your luggage to go to Abu Dhabi in uh, beginning of September end of August beginning of September <laughs> Yes, please, please. It will be a big, big pleasure to us. We'll be so happy to meet everybody. Uh, I feel that we can talk uh, many, many more hours. There is so much wisdom. <laughs> I would oh, really yes. would love to, to ask you and um, uh, have you sharing with us. So thank you so much for spending your time and uh, giving so many tips and insights and just sharing your story. It's really great uh, talking you. to you today. <laughs> Thank you. It was my pleasure. You're so sweet and I can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, hopefully we have uh, more interviews and I can tell you more funny stories. And, you know, I am kind of person. I will tell you so many things, everything. <laughs> so you laugh a lot. Also, um, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure we will. <laughs> and I always uh, finish every episode with our traditional question of the podcast. And yeah. the question is, what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? <laughs> oh my God, is this studying? Is studying... Uh, belly dance is, like I say to you, oriental dance is a... Uh, is um, so intrigued and uh, you know you never uh, know everything so this is makes me fall in love every day and learn something new every day and give to people 
everything new and share, you know, just learn something and go to my friends and people and, uh, you know, the other teachers and like, oh my God, look what I discover, you know, this is what make me alive, not falling in love, but actually alive. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends. It takes a few seconds, costs you nothing, but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future. You can tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a, a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimming, keep dancing, and I will see you soon.